You are now listening to the I Should Have Captained podcast. It is time for game week 15, and there is no chance I am not going to captain Salah. time for the weekend and so you know that means time for fpl uh this week of course game week 15 right after a midweek game week um most people are going to figure out who they're going to captain and if you're anybody like me it's just captain salah we'll just move on um sometimes i wonder why i do this segment now this season because salah just by far and away is the best player in the premier league but maybe you might use captaincy choices to think about who you want to buy. So that could always be a good way to look at it. Salah, obviously, with the best potential for getting points this week, they play Wolves. Um, part of the reason why Captain Salah just makes sense, Liverpool in general are just smashing away teams. In the last four, they scored 14 goals, the most by anybody in the league. The closest was Manchester City with nine in the last four Premier League games. So... For that reason, if you don't want to captain Salah, naturally Trent comes into mind. You can also captain Jota. And if you're a maverick, Mane is another option. But Salah just leads them all at this point. Also want to add at the end of that Liverpool line, Robertson. Robertson as well, providing a ton of assists since he has come back into the squad. Um, so Robertson would be another one. You've got Alexander-Arnold, you've got Mane, you've got Jota, you've got Salah. They're just scoring all over the place. Uh, so you might as well just do the needful and move on with your life. If you do not want to consider Liverpool for whatever reason, which can happen, as is your right in FPL, you've got Ronaldo. Ronaldo, they play Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace have a bunch of injuries, which I will get to in a quick second. So um, Crystal Palace look available to be taken. Uh, unfortunately, how they've run out of form recently, considering they've been playing really, really well over the last seven games. But now in more recent times, seem to have fallen out of form. So very, very strange at Crystal Palace. Um, Hyungmin Son is another one for uh, Spurs. They play Norwich, so certainly another option there. He's the only one who has scored so far um, in terms of the strike force for uh, Tottenham Hotspurs. The reason why Son is here instead of Kane. I think Kane actually has done quite well. If you watched the, the last game, he could have scored as well. But I just think he just ran into a pretty decent um, goalkeeper at the time. So Son is one. Kane could be another, but I think I would take Son instead of Kane simply because Son is a midfielder. So any goal scoring from Son is ahead of um, Kane for that reason. But again, you could very well take Kane as well. I already mentioned Manchester City is the highest, this is the second highest scoring team after Liverpool in the last four. They scored nine goals. So Bernardo comes into mind here as an alternative to the already mentioned players. You can look at Bernardo, maybe Gabriel Jesus. He had a bunch of shots in the last game and could not find the back of the net. You can also go Sterling, who has randomly, miraculously appeared in options from Manchester City. The last thing I'm going to mention here on Manchester City, everybody is back and fit except Ferran Torres, who's out long-term. I have already gotten into my injury report somewhat slightly, but again, just to remind everyone, Pep Roulette is back and alive. Now that everybody's back, everybody's available and fit to be picked. So, could very well see 
a bunch of rotations. I brought in Bernardo and now I'm regretting it because I know Pep Roulette is going to piss me the hell off. Um, and I could have just kept Rich James, who is now also back from injury. Towards the end of my pecking order, this last one is just Ollie Watkins. They play Leicester. Part of the reason why I'm going Leicester here is because Leicester are one of the worst defences in the league currently, especially in the last four. They conceded eight alongside Watford, Southampton and Everton. The only team worse than these eight conceded in the last four, Manchester United having conceded nine. So I think Ollie Watkins slapped up Leicester again. Um... Just to reiterate what I said about Ollie Watkins, simply because Leicester are just that bad. You can then also look at Chelsea's side. With Rhys James being back and fully available, he becomes a captaincy option. Alonso, a captaincy option. And Antonio Rudiger, a captaincy option. Um, so I think there's a lot of captaincy choices, but just to reiterate the basic ones, Salah, I think, is the primary. You go Ronaldo, you go Hume and Son as your top three candidates. Everybody else is a punt, in my opinion. You got Bernardo, you got Mane, you got Jota, Trent, and Robertson to fill out punts if you are a maverick, but I think most people are just going to Captain Salah anyways. All right, so that aside, we've already started searching base on the worst defenses, just to read out the last four. Uh, in the last four, the, last, the worst defenses, Manchester United, Watford, Leicester, Southampton, and Everton. So not looking very, very good in terms of goals conceded. From an expected goals against, this is now the expectation of what they should have done. The actual worst here, statistically, is Leicester. So Leicester are not only statistically worse than what they look like, they've just not considered the, the amount they could have. So they've just been pretty poor defensively, Leicester. So that's why I think Ollie Watkins is someone you might want to consider. Um, Manchester United, Everton, Newcastle, and West Ham round out that back line of teams that have just not played very well statistically in terms of against. Best defenses, just to, you know, for completeness, in the last four slash three, considering Tottenham is in here, You've got Manchester City. Tottenham is second because they did not play the Burnley game. Chelsea, Liverpool. So top four defences are just Manchester City, Tottenham, Chelsea and Liverpool. So if you have any defenders from there, you take them as bonus points. And then, of course, I already touched on this um, in three podcasts ago, I believe now, where defenders are just doing the business. So I have Rodiger, I have Cancelo, I have Trent and I have Reguilon, all from the top four defences for that reason. Hopefully, fingers crossed, they provide the points we are looking for. Opposite side of the field in terms of best players in the last four. Obviously, you cannot go anywhere but say Salah. I think Salah has just shown everybody that he is just the best one. He is the one to have. Just close your eyes, put in Salah, and everything will be all right. But interestingly, from an expected goals to score perspective, Jota has actually outperformed him slightly, just slightly. He also has one more goal than Salah in that span. So Jota, very much an option. Unfortunately, Aubameyang expected to score has been poor. He has had an opportunity and should have scored at least three by now. Scored none. So Aubameyang completely out of form, it looks like. Josh King being the other one at number four. Josh King played very well for Watford, but Emmanuel Dennis has outperformed him, unfortunately. So Emmanuel Dennis was expected to score only one goal over the last four games. He has scored three Three goals and two assists. So Emmanuel Dennis outperforming his underlying stats. So if you want to get in Emmanuel Dennis, I, I have Emmanuel Dennis myself. So I'm taking him for that reason. Um, to round out to number five, you had Cristiano Ronaldo. He has, he has got two. He has got two in the last four. Blanked in a couple, but got his brace over at Arsenal. So 
Ronaldo now becomes an option again for us to all reconsider now that he is scoring again. Top players who have scored in the last four. Just again, just to give you as many stats as possible to make an educated decision. We've already got Jota scoring four, Salah scoring three, Puki. Puki from Norwich has scored three as well. So Timu Puki is an option. Bernardo Silva, who I've got in already, and Emmanuel Dennis round out the top scorers in the last four games. So if you're looking for maybe an attacking return, either in strike force or in midfield, I've just essentially called out the top scoring players in the last four. Hopefully their form continues. Certainly Liverpool have the fixtures to continue to do so. Norwich um, also can do decently in quote and unquote, they play Spurs, but like, again, very crazy things that are happening in football right now. Uh, you've got Emmanuel Dennis who has scored against Leicester, Chelsea. <laughs> and you can imagine now he's about to play uh, Manchester City. So again, since Dennis is just scoring against anybody, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it against him to score against Manchester City. Moving on to best teams in terms of fixtures. At number one, we have got Manchester City. Manchester City in terms of fixtures, they just look absolutely amazing. They play Watford, Wolves, Leeds, Newcastle, and Leicester. So if you're looking for players, Manchester City seems to be the place to go uh, for fixtures. This amazing, amazing run should be able to slap up everybody in this run. Um, and I would not be surprised that they in fact do. After Manchester City, you've got Manchester United. Manchester United as well have an, an amazing, amazing run in terms of fixtures. They've got Crystal Palace, Norwich, Brentford, Brighton, Newcastle, and Burnley. Burnley being the last team in this run of fixtures. I already talked about how I was looking at trying to find a way to bring in Ronaldo. I've already brought in Sancho again with the expectation that one, Carrick will continue to play him. And when Ragnik takes over, or Rangnick, I hope I've said that right, Rangnick, when he takes over, he's a huge admirer of Sancho and he again reiterated it in his intro interview to Manchester Manchester United, talking about a player he tried to recruit. So hoping, fingers crossed, that that translates to points. I really, really, really cannot have another game week where Sancho is the assist to the assist in FPL. That, I think at that point, I was like, you know what, Sancho, whatever you want to do, that's your business, I am out. I... I just can't have it. Um, Liverpool as well, in terms of really amazing fixtures. They've got Wolves, Aston Villa, Newcastle, Tottenham, Leeds, and Leicester. Tottenham being the only really difficult fixture here in the next run. But Leicester, as I already said, is currently statistically the worst defense in terms of shots against. Quality of shots they're conceding. Leicester's currently the worst. Also, still no clean sheet since game week one. So you already know that these guys are going to concede at least one. And if anybody's going to score one, and you know that Liverpool are going to score more than one, they've been averaging scoring three goals over the last four to five games. So Liverpool just really honest, and I would not put anybody past Liverpool. So that puts the top three teams, not three because I excluded Chelsea, but that puts, um, oh, actually, to that point, Chelsea as well is the fourth team I was going to mention uh, before I <laughs> jumped the gun. After West Ham, which is next, they've got Leeds, Everton, Wolves, Aston Villa, and Brighton. So that's Chelsea's run as well so top three teams essentially all have amazing fixtures we anticipate there's going to be a lot of points over december but at the same time there's going to be a lot of rotation as well so ensure that your bench is ready to handle the rotations that's going to surely come from these top teams even though their fixtures 
are very, very delicious. All right, injury round down. So in terms of the way we're going to do this injury report, this time we're just going to skip through for players we really care about. Over at Arsenal, there's no one to really report on. Kolasinat and Shaga still injured. Aston Villa, Matt Target seems to be out. Leon Bailey is out, it looks like, till January. Traore, Trezeguet, and Danny Ings is out. What does that mean? Well, it means Ollie Watkins is now essentially the primary go-to man for the next run for Aston Villa. So Danny Ings being out does just that. Brentford side, nothing really to report in terms of uh, FPL. If you're looking at their defenders, it's just Raya still out, Zanka still out. But again, we're just going to skip past it. Brighton, no one here again seems to be big on FPL here for, I guess, for a bunch of people. But Sanchez is back and returning points, so that is a good one. Lenala was knocked out or injured slash whatever the case is here. So Lenala is out as well. Welbeck still injured. Burnley, uh, you got Ashley Barnes still injured. Dale Stevens is out. Chelsea, which we really care about, which is the key one I want to sprint towards. Werner, Jorginho, Rich James, all back. Lukaku looks to be getting back to fitness. Tuchel was asked about who, whether Lukaku was going to be able to play or not. And he essentially refused to act, uh, to um, answer the question because he didn't want to give essentially his opponents the opportunity to prepare. That was kind of part of how he said it. I'm paraphrasing, but certainly you can look up the quote. And he was essentially talking about how certainly Lukaku is, you know, able to play, but we don't want to mention anything because that's our lineup and we don't want the opposition to know. So in my mind, that just means Lukaku is ready to go. In terms of people who are out, Chilwell is out, Kante out. Chalaba out and Kovacic is out. On the Palace side, MacArthur still injured. Anderson is out. Ward is suspended. What does that mean? Well, very likely that Gallagher will return back to that base of the midfield again, which I'm not particularly fond of. I would really like to see him up in attack. But because Anderson being a primary defender is out and MacArthur is out, I think they may just put him there to work more on the defensive side of the game. And again, they're playing against United, who seem to be rejuvenated, having lost in the last three in all competition. So if United come out firing, I think it'd be a long day for Gallagher. Lead side, Bamford is back and available, ladies and gentlemen. Bamford price at 7.7. Patrick Bamford, really, really exciting for those who own Rafinha, but I would also caution you now, after this Brentford game, they've got Chelsea, Manchester City, Arsenal, and Liverpool. After the Brentford game, it doesn't get much more difficult than that. So if you have Rafinha, after the Brentford game, you might either want to bench, or get rid. Or you could also just ride out that tough run of fixtures. I think you go Manchester City instead. United is also having a good run. Liverpool having a good run. Get ready to move on from Rafinha. Don't be like me who jumped off him early. I think it was a little too early. But Rafinha is probably the one you want to hold on. Leicester side. James Justin. James Justin is a forgotten man now. But for those who had him last season, he performed admirably well. He seems to be getting back. He's back from injury, but now just lacks match fitness. So we'll be watching out for them shortly. Wesley Fofana, who was injured in preseason, seems to be back and should be available in January. So a little bit ahead of schedule and that'll be nice to see. Hopefully they can start keeping clean sheets over at Leicester. Tillemans is back training, but it's a little too soon for him for the weekend. So uh, Yuri Tillemans should be back. Also nice to quickly mention, not in an injury at all, but Madison is also fine. Uh, he seemed to have a small knock, but should be fine. Remember, Madison has scored in back-to-back games, back-to-back double-digit hauls. So if you are considering Madison, certainly a good time. Liverpool fine. Firmino still out. Cater still out. And Gomez also out. So Jota essentially should still be fine up until AFCON or when Firmino comes back alongside Salah. So we'll see how that goes along. Manchester City, everybody is back. 
everybody but Torres. Again, just add that last little caveat. Torres is the only one that's still out. Manchester United, Pogba still out, but he's started his rehab. Shaw seems to be day by day. Varane is also doing his rehab and seems to be going well. Aaron Wambisaka seems to be touch and go, but I thought Dalo played very, very well in his place against Arsenal. So that's something there. Southampton, Bednarek is out. Tottenham side, everybody is fine except Romero and Lo Celso. So Romero and Lo Celso are the only two who are out. Watford side, Ben Foster is still out till January. So Ben Foster, if you have him, 4.0. I have him at the back of my bench, but he is essentially unavailable till next year. Ismail Assar is also still out. West Ham side, Cresswell is dealing with a back injury, but looks to be available. Looks to be available. I think it's going to be a, uh, a late fitness test to see whether he can go. Ogbonna is still out. Wolfside, Willy Bolly is out till 2022. Marcel had uh, COVID and Podence looks to be coming back from COVID as well. So that could potentially be helpful for Jimenez over at Wolf. Ladies and gentlemen, with that, I wish you all a really, really good game week 15. 